Welcome to the Grow Your Practice podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Chad Madden, owner of Madden Physical Therapy and Breakthrough. Join me each week as we dive into the best practices, systems, principles, tips, and tricks to help you grow your private practice. Welcome to the Grow Your Practice podcast. I'm your host, Chad Madden. This week, I wanted to share with you a recording from a recent webinar that I hosted. To get access to the slides and videos of this recording, you can visit getbreakthrough.com forward slash resources. Remember, this was a training hosted with a live audience, so there are real-time questions and answers that I think you will find valuable. Without further ado, let's get started. I hope you enjoy this episode. All right, everybody. We are at the top of the hour, so we're going to get started here with today's webinar. Uh, it's going to be awesome. This is how to practically guarantee your patients complete their full plan of care. And I'm going to share with you these seven brain dead simple steps to preventing no-shows, drop-offs, and MIAs, which are missing in action. That's where a patient comes in for their first visit and never shows up again while improving outcomes and profit. So my promise to you is that at the end of this, you're going to know exactly how to stop throwing money down the toilet, in particular with your marketing. And I'm going to give you a system that will directly result in less no-shows. Uh, it's going to help you deliver better care and complete plans of care, and you're going to get a much better ROI return on your investment on your marketing dollars. So uh, at the end, my goal is, uh, and my promise to you, is that you'll be able to walk away with a clear plan to implement immediately. So before we begin, just a little bit of uh, housework here. Uh, you just want to make sure that you turn off uh, your cell phone or notifications, anything like that. I'm doing so right now as I'm talking here with you. And also, you're going to want to grab a notebook um, or something to, to write on a pad and uh, make sure you have a pen or two as well because we're going to go through some stuff here. I'll point it out to you exactly um, when you want to write stuff down. So you take good notes and you can walk away with a plan here. If you stay until the end, uh, I'm going to share with you this exact system that's going to help you do this and get more compliance out of your patients and a better ROI on your marketing dollar. So the first place that we want to start is where are you at today? And uh, maybe you've seen this, maybe you haven't. Um, I did a blog post that uh, was pretty popular uh, in the past and with private practice PTs. And I talked about the four levels of uh, private practice owners. And uh, I'm, we don't have too much time to go through this in detail, but basically you have the minor leaguer, that's the upper left hand corner on your screen. Um, and what that is, is that's the practice owner that's just getting started. In the beginning, uh, most of us, if you think, if you've been in practice for 20 years and you think back to when you first opened up, you walked into private practice thinking that you would just open up your doors and you would be flooded with more referrals and direct access patients than you could possibly handle just because you were in business and you had a degree hanging on your wall and you were thinking about how you're going to change the world with this tremendous impact in physical therapy. And then usually, there's some sort of loss early on in that first year or two. Maybe you didn't make a payroll or something like that, or things didn't work out quite as you thought, and you became overwhelmed. So that's the minor leaguer. Next up is the major leaguer. And this is most practice owners that we talk with. Um, this is where they start. So we've talked with over 1,500 practice owners um, from all over North America, U.S., Canada, Mexico, um, and internationally as well. And I'll share more on that in a second. But uh, the major leaguer, uh, where they're at, is it's somebody who's usually successful. Um, they might have maybe six staff or a dozen staff, um, but they are their practice. So they can't really escape um, from their practice. Um, they can't take 
two weeks off or four weeks off or anything like that from the practice. When they leave the business, the business collapses. Uh, they put out the fires. They're usually overwhelmed uh, doing that. And they're typically working 60 to 80 hours a week, usually still treating full time. Next level up is the all-star. And uh, if we take a step back to the major leaguer, the major leaguer knows that they need systems in place. They just don't ha- know how to build systems and they don't know how to have their staff empower their staff to be problem solvers. Uh, the all-star does know that. And usually this is the more successful practices, you know, 1 million to 5 million uh, plus in uh, profit a year. Um, they have systems in place. They're growing. They're expanding. They can take time away from their practice and not have their practice collapse. And then finally is the Hall of Famer. And we're going to talk more about that here in a second, but that's the uh, that's the advocate. So that's somebody who's been extremely successful in private practice. Maybe they exited, maybe they didn't, but now they're just helping uh, other practice owners. And when I wrote the description for Hall of Famer, um, you, you've probably seen me do the State of PT panel and some other things, but uh, there's a, a practice owner on there, Jeff Ostrowski. Jeff was the editor-in-chief, I believe, of uh, the private practice section magazine for Years Impact and um, has done a, done a lot within advocacy for uh, private practice PT has given a lot back to the profession, and that he's somebody that I would consider like a Hall of Famer for point of reference for you. So what I want you to do right now is think about where you're at today, and I'm watching, I'm logged in here on my phone. I want you to go into the questions tab, which is the best way to communicate with me, and then you go to webinar control panel and just type where you think you're at today. So are you a minor leaguer? Uh, are you a major leaguer? Does that resonate the most with you? Are you an all-star or... Hall of Famer. So it looks like we have a couple in there already. Awesome couple minor leaguers and major leaguers. Great. Cool. So this is for you if you want to stop watching patients walk out the door and never come back again. And you're ready to get super clear on the simple step-by-step process that scientifically helps new patients keep their appointments, complete their plan of care, graduate, or be discharged, refer people to you, and come back when they need you again. So what makes this different is I'm going to share with you exactly what we're using in my private practice right now, plus it's what others have done before automation. So I know automation right now is a huge buzzword, specifically online automation within private practice PT. We're doing that. We've helped a lot of other owners do it as well, but you have to realize there's a step-by-step process before you get to automation. And I see a lot of owners violate that and they end up wasting a lot of marketing dollars. And I want to help you avoid that huge mistake. I'm also going to share with you the number one most valuable system as voted on by the 600 plus private practice owners that we we've worked with to build marketing systems in their private practice. So um, for years, I kind of thought that like I was doing this all alone and like uh, I that I couldn't really, that I was like suffering through the private practice ownership and the ups and downs, the roller coaster without anybody to go to. And that was really frustrating for me. Um, I knew that I couldn't like necessarily talk with anybody in my family or, uh, you know, my wife has been extremely supportive, but couldn't really, she couldn't really understand where I was at. And I kind of felt like I was this little isolated island. And I'm just uh, curious if, if you've ever had that feeling as well, like there's nobody that can relate to where you're at, where you can get advice from. So if you felt like you were doing it alone, just type alone in the, uh, the questions tab. Great. Looks like we have a couple people that uh, can identify with that. Um, and the other thing that happened along the way is I'm a recovering discharge machine. So uh, 
for years, uh, we violated not only me, but our staff PTs as well. Um, because we had so many new patients coming in, we would just have patients not complete their plan of care. And that I lost a lot of money with. Along the way, I've done a lot of things right, and I've done a lot of things wrong. So I discovered everything I'm about to show you the hard way, and you get to cheat and take a huge shortcut and save a lot of time and money. So the hard way was doing the same exact initial evaluation that I learned in physical therapy school, uh, having patients forget their schedule book and go missing in action. So they would go out to the front. I would do the IE. They would smile at me, everything is great, seemingly be in complete agreement, tell me how they're feeling better, get out to the front, go to schedule their 8, 12, 16 visits, whatever it was. Uh, oh, I forgot my schedule book, and then we would never hear from those patients again. Does that ever happen to you? If it has, just type MIA in the, in the questions tab there. Great. Looks like we have a couple. And uh, the hard way is also feeling frustrated with physicians who would tell me that they were referring a ton of patients, but we couldn't get anybody to show up. And uh, that, that was really frustrating and wore on me quite a bit. So I want to show you uh, real life owners who learn how to do this the easy way. And first up is Derek Hines. So uh, Derek was one of the first clients that I ever worked with and a really cool story. And by the way, Derek is an awesome implementer. He's the owner of uh, Acadiana. Uh, pain and performance rehab. Uh, so you can read what he said here. I doubled my patient volume by working only on my patient funnel. Chad's seven-step killer exam. I'm going to explain to you that, what that is here in a second. Green ink letter and testimonial system. And then he also grew his practice nearly 400% from 140 visits a month to 556 visits a month um, in one year. So quadrupled his practice in one year, and that's after being in business for three years in private practice for three years. So pretty cool stuff. Again, Derek is an implementer um, and is just crushing it right now. So really cool there. Uh, next up is Lee, who I promised I'd tell you a little bit about more here in a second. Uh, Lee is the owner of Spa City Therapy in Hot Springs, um, Arkansas. Lee tried other marketing seminars. And I remember a pretty funny story. We were doing an interview and he said the he went to this weekend marketing seminar, and that really the only thing that he took away from it was how to decorate his bathroom uh, to cater to uh, affluent women. It was kind of funny. So he was really skeptical about anything uh, that had to do with marketing, but he had seen a decline in referrals. And right now, after implementing systems, he's only two hires away from being able to step back from his practice and like truly reach that all-star level, have systems in place. And I uh, just talked with him yesterday, and uh, I know he has interviews set up for both of those two hires. Uh, as voted on by our 600-plus private practice owners as well um, that we work with in BPTM, he was voted the Practice Owner of the Year. That's a little acronym there, PUTI. Um, and the, the coolest thing about Lee's story is he said, basically, like because of the marketing systems that he has in place, it's just like turning a faucet on and off. So whenever he needs more patients, he just turns the faucet on, and whenever um, he's super busy. He just turns it down a little bit to control the flow. Really cool stuff there. Um, and he's known for uh, killer workshops. And he uses the seven-step killer exam, which I'm going to show you here in a second, to convert to full plans of care. Um, and he's a master at this. He's like actually taught uh, no, not only me, but our other owners as well, uh, put his own spin on things and is absolutely crushing it right now. So uh, this is a picture from our last boot camp. Um, 
I can see Lee in here. I know, uh, I think I'm in the center, but we have, I'm looking, yeah, we have Canadian physios in here. Uh, I think we had owners from uh, 38 states at boot camp in Orlando. Uh, these owners in particular are owners that have gone through the killer marketing systems with us and have implemented the first seven marketing systems, including the seven-step killer exam that we're going to get to here in a second. What's so significant about the seven-step killer exam is when we went back and we interviewed the owners after they went through and implemented these systems, we said, which one did you find the most valuable? And the seven-step killer exam that I'm about to show you here was the number one system voted on as the most valuable in the killer marketing systems. So do you want this super simple system that these owners did first that filled their schedules and put them back in control? And if you do, just write yes, please in the questions tab. Great. So it looks like we have a lot there. So let's get started. Uh, this is where you want to start taking notes. Uh, there are three little known secrets of owners that you see that are absolutely crushing it with us. And one is they went through um, something that we call fixing your leaky patient funnel, fix your funnel. So we're going to talk about that. We'll do a deep dive here in a second. Second is the missing metric that 99% of PTs don't know. Third is the seven-step killer exam. Okay, so secret number one is fix your leaky funnel. And here's what it is, um, and this is how you do it. So in Fix Your Leaky Funnel, we go through in Killer Marketing Systems and we develop and build with you four systems. Number one is the green ink letter. You probably have heard me talk about that and write about it in Killer Marketing Secrets on the blog or maybe you've seen videos on it. Um, number two is the seven-step killer exam. That's what we're going to talk about here today. That was the number one system, most valuable system voted on by our owners that have gone through killer marketing. Number three is the killer testimonial machine. And four is the greatest promotion ever. So every owner that you see on here um, on our BBTM page, anywhere else, they have gone through these four systems and implemented them. And hopefully you've seen this by now. This is called the patient experience funnel. I'll run across the top here and tell you what the abbreviations mean. Um, number one is lead magnet. So that's something that you're doing uh, for free for people to raise their hand and say, yes, I have back pain. So um, in that example, it might be a free video, um, might be that's, you know, takes five minutes for them to watch. And all of a sudden they look at you with respect and see with authority, celebrity expertise, expertise might be a blog post, might be a short report, um, something like that. Next up is a tripwire, and this uh, just progresses the relationship with those people that have raised their hand and said, yes, I have a problem. And uh, normally this requires a little bit of time investment or money investment. So it might be um, you know, a, a $10 offer, a $20 offer, something like that. Um, also, it might be like a one-hour workshop, which you've heard me talk about that in the past as well. After that is the core service, and most of us, most private practice owners that we talk with, when they're talking about their business, there's no soft landing in the beginning, so there's no indoctrination, there's no lead magnet, there's no tripwire, and they simply view their practice as the core service. So if you're participating with insurances, it's the 97001, 110, 140, or the new eval equivalent, so 161, 162, 163. Um, 
yeah, and then the treatment codes that follow that. If you're cash pay, it's whatever uh, you're getting per visit. So your hundred bucks, hundred and fifty bucks, whatever you're charging and receiving. After that, the core service we have cash pay services. So typically nutrition, massage, and fitness. Um, we then have RP, which is return path. So that's reactivating past patients on our uh, on our list that continue to um, attract new patients into our clinic just by reactivating them. Because a, pers- a person who has consumed your service in the past and knows, likes, and trusts you is more likely than not to be somebody who's going to do that in the future, um, specifically when they graduate their plan of care. Now, if you have a if you're marketing to a whole bunch of MIAs and you're graduating 20%, and I'll show you here an example here in a second, then you're not going to get have nearly a, an effective email campaign or a marketing campaign as if you have a ton of patients who've graduated. Um, hopefully that makes sense. And then finally, we have referrals. So uh, getting referrals from our past patients. Now, where does the seven-step killer exam go that I'm going to share with you here in a second? It goes between TW, Tripwire, and CS Core Service. So why do you want to fix your funnel with the seven-step killer exam and the other systems? One, it increases conversions to full plan of care, which means more visits. That ultimately means more income to your practice. It prevents drop-offs and MIAs, which really cost you a lot of money. And again, I'll show you here in examples, cost you a lot of money long-term. It increases the rate of patients who graduate your plan of care, increases how much patients respect you. And this is probably the most important point on here. Um, a lot of us as PTs, uh, and just from talking with owners, will say things like uh, we focus on the degree that we have. So whether it's a bachelor's, master's, or a doctorate, we focus on our certifications, um, the um, ma- massive amount of training that we have, how research says that you know we truly should be the musculoskeletal pain experts of choice, how much money we're saving the healthcare system, uh, et cetera. But there oftentimes we get really jumpy when patients disrespect us. You can change that when you have this system in place. But getting to the point where you have a system in place where patients respect you and your high quality of care. Um, it also increases the long-term value of every patient that you ever see the rest of your private practice career. So would you rather, one, market to a past patient list where 40% of the patients completed their plan of care, or would you market to a list with 80% completion? So just having talked about that so far, just go into that questions tab, type in 40 or 80. Sure. Yep. We want to market to a list where more people have completed their plan of care. Why is that? Because they're more likely to come back in. The person who um, comes in for that first visit, gives you a false smile the whole way through the the examination, never shows up for their second appointment, won't return your call, won't respond to an email or anything like that. That's the person that goes back to their family doctor and says, yeah, I tried physical therapy. It didn't work for me. And they're never coming back. They're not going to refer you. Um, refer any of their friends and family to you, anything like that. And they're certainly not coming back for additional care. So you got it. So hint, statistics show that you'd get more than double the ROI on a list with an 80% graduation rate versus a 40% graduation rate. And I just want to give you an example here. So uh, let's say you're seeing 30 new patients a month and you have a 40% graduation rate. Uh, Just national statistics, your average plan of care is going to be about $1,000 
seven visits per new patient. So um, again, using national averages and benchmarks, average plan of care value in that case would be about $630. Uh, your monthly revenue would be $18,900 per month. The second example with the 80% graduation rate, so we have those same 30 new patients a month coming through, probably the same marketing investment dollar um, and the same cost to get those new patients in the door. And we have an 80% graduation rate. So we've just increased it by 40%. Average plan of care is going to be 11 visits on a national average. Plan of care value is going to be $990, nearly $1,000. And your revenue is going to be $29,700. So the difference is $10,800 a month or $129,600 per year. This is a really, really big deal. And so I want to share with you uh, secret number two, uh, which is the missing metric. So what is it? Uh, the missing metric that 99% of PTs don't know about, don't even think about, or track is your graduation rate. Now, what's a graduation rate? It's uh, essentially, or it's equal to, the number of plan of care completions that you have divided by the total number of new patients that you've seen. So, for example, uh, if you have 20 new patients come through on your schedule in a given month, and eight of them complete their plan of care, what's your graduation rate? Right, it's 40%. Stinky. If, uh, in example B here, uh, you have 30 new patients coming in and 24 of them complete their plan of care, what's your graduation rate? Exactly, 80%. And this is kind of the threshold, the benchmark of where we want to be in a typical uh, outpatient uh, ortho and spine type practice. So two thumbs up on the 80%. That's exactly where you want to be. So you might be thinking, uh, my graduation rate is great. By the way, we hear this all the time, and then we go through this little audit, um, which I can share with you here if we have time. Uh, but basically, it's here's how you go back and look at your graduation rate and calculate it. Um, it has to be an audit type cross section that you do uh, after the fact, ex post facto. But a lot of PTs will say that, um, and then we have them go back and look at it, and it's really stinky, like 40% or lower. Um, they'll Typically, we'll hear things like we don't have drop off, drop offs. Uh, they'll just ignore them. Um, or I'll hear owners say, patients love us. We're growing by word of mouth. That means that they don't really know where their new patients are coming from. Um, I've heard we should just be able to give high quality of care and everything else will take care of itself. Uh, that's usually somebody who's pretty early on in private practice, like that minor leaguer. Uh, I don't have time to do anything different. We're already too busy with paperwork. That's usually the major league mindset. Um, they know that they need systems in place, but they're too busy to put systems in place just forever on that hamster wheel of frustration and overwhelm. Uh, we've heard, I don't want to make my therapist do anything else, which is a horrible, horrible viewpoint. Uh, so what this could be costing you if you're giving in to that type of thought. Um, so you as a treating PT in your private practice career, what you want to do is take $129,000 and multiply that by how many years do you plan on treating? So if it were 10 years, um, let's say you're 50 years old, you plan on treating until you're 60, um, you're, th that's basically $1.29 million that this would cost you if you're at 40% now and uh, you could be at 80% just by applying one little system here. So relative to your practice, like here we have uh, we do quick math, eight, eight full-time PTs. 
uh, in our private practice. So what you can do is look at your practice, how many PTs are in your business, multiply the number of PTs, in my case it would be eight, uh, yeah, eight times 129, really quick math, it's roughly a million dollars um, a year is what we would be losing if we didn't have this system in place. We'd basically be losing money. Um, so secret number three, which I wanna get to here, is the seven step killer exam. And I wanna show you this exact system. Here's what it's going to do for you. It's going to practically guarantee that your patients complete their full plan of care. I just had a really cool video posted recently. I showed you uh, the picture where it was uh, Lee Sauerbutz, myself, and then Travis on the left. Travis just posted a video, and in the last three months, they've had zero plan of care drop-off in his one office. Absolutely amazing. Two full-time PTs, and he went through how they track it, and they've had no MIAs at all. So really cool stuff. That's how powerful this is. And it can do the same for you. Uh, it'll get rid of uh, that all patients want to see me uh, because you're going to be training your staff PTs to earn respect as well. They're going to be scheduling out full plans of care. And then you're not going to feel like um, even though you've hired other PTs that they can't do what you're doing. Uh, each PT doing their own thing. We hear that a lot, especially with uh, multi-PT or multi-site clinics. Um, that there's no formal system in place. It's just they kind of leave it uh, up to the breeze or like uh, up to the wind. Uh, whatever the PT wants to do, that's what they do. If you have a system in place, you're going to be able to be a lot more scientific with this and track everybody across the board and see whose uh, see whose whimsical way is really performing and see whose uh, is not. And it's also going to help your patients overcome time, distance, and money, which are the main reasons that they drop off. They're the most common excuses. So seven-step killer exam. Uh, one is the introduction. We're going to go through this step-by-step. Step. Two is the effect. Three is have you had PT before. Four, test, treat, retest. Five, successful treatment. Six, financial agreement. Seven is the schedule. And we're going to go through this, like I said, step-by-step. Step. So introduction, really simply, that's just how you introduce yourself when you walk in the room. There's a very specific way to do it. Um, number two is effect. Uh, really what this is in a nutshell is um, as therapists, we perceive that people are in our exam room because they have back pain or because they have a balance or dizziness problem or vertigo or whatever it is. Um, but that's not how patients think about it. Patients will say, I just want to be able to sit on the floor uh, in my living room and play matchbox cars with my grandson. That's what we're looking for there. And we have a series of three questions in the seven-step killer exam that help you get to that immediately. Um, PT before. This is the most important step, and I want to crush this for you right now, because if you don't do anything else from this, if you just put this in, uh, it's going to move you in the right direction. So um, this is missed a lot, uh, but you have to ask at some point in the exam, we recommend it right here, um, have you ever had physical therapy before? And why is that important? It's because so many people have had a negative experience with past PT or something that they assume and equate to physical therapy. And I'll give you some examples. The most obvious is chiropractic care, massage therapy, manipulation by their family doctor, DO, um, seeing an athletic trainer. We've had people misunderstand like doing online exercises or stretches from their yoga or Pilates instructor was the same as physical therapy. Uh, and 
you and I know that it is not. Um, we've had people misunderstand that P90X or Insanity or another online exercise or DVD exercise was the same as physical therapy. It was not. So here's how you handle that. Have you had physical therapy before? Uh, they'll say yes or no. If they say yes, then you just go through and how'd you do? If they've done positive, great. You don't need to do anything else. Um, if they've done poorly, um, what you do is, okay, can you tell me what happened? And you just listen. You don't do anything else. You listen to their story. And like the classic examples include, well, when I was 12, um, this wasn't for me, but this was for my mom. She had horrible sciatica um, down her right leg or down her one leg. We went to the chiropractor down the street. Uh, he cracked her back and then she couldn't walk for three weeks. Okay. Um, and here's how you handle that. You don't disparage. Uh, you don't make less of the chiropractor. You don't know what signs they were looking at or why he or she did the treatment that they prescribed. The only thing that you do is listen. And then you say, okay, so what happened was your mom was in horrible pain and she was manipulated by a chiropractor and uh, then she couldn't walk for three weeks after that. Yep. Okay. That's, that's it. And then you just move on. Now you have super valuable information. If you're a manual therapist, probably not going to do grade five mobilizations on day one because that patient's going to have disagreement with what you're doing. They're going to walk out to the front desk and you're never going to see them again. Okay. So this is super, super important. And I believe it's the number one cause other than lack of results with PT. It's the number one cause for patients going MIA. Really, really important that you get that. Hopefully you took a ton of notes there. Step four is test, treat, retest. That's pretty self-explanatory. Step five is uh, we have a form that I'll show you how to get here in a second, the exact form. Here's what successful treatment looks like. Uh, name, date, diagnosis, and the patient's words. Um, go through pain scales, stuff like that. Here's the biggest day-to-day -day problems that you're having. Here's what successful treatment looks like. And we go through the rest of the form. There's a consent to treat on there as well. Um, we then go to a financial agreement. So during the initial examination, the way that we run it in our office, the process that we have in place is our billing office is calling the patient's insurance, getting an authorization, um, getting any insurance information, benefits information uh, that we need, and then relaying that to the patient after that first treatment. And then we schedule a full plan of care from there. So if it's 12 visits, we schedule all 12 visits right there on that first day. That's the seven-step killer exam. And what building these systems did for me, and not just the seven-step killer exam, but uh, all the systems that I'm going to share with you uh, here eventually, what this did for me is we went on a rocket ride. So first two years in private practice, never could really get above 30 new patients a month. Um, and you can see we got up to uh, 479 new patients in a quarter. By the way, during that meteoric rise that you see, that super steep line on the left half of the graph, we were discharge machines. So I didn't have this in place. And then once we put it in place, we got a lot more efficient on our marketing. I didn't have to spend so much on our marketing anymore because we just got more efficient with the patients that we were seeing. And again, that dramatically improved our profitability. It allowed me to work myself out of treating. And we've seen other owners do this now as well. So it helped me work on my business versus working in it. Uh, literally, we grew 600% in 30 months. And the equivalent would be, let's say you're seeing 80 visits a week right now. In one year, you would be seeing 160 visits. Two years from today, 
you'd be seeing 320 visits. And then six months after that, you would continue to grow to the point of 480 visits um, a week. So you would go from 80 visits a week to 480 visits a week in 30 months. And that's almost exactly what we did. Um, during the, that course of implementing systems and building these systems out in private practice, uh, we've nine times our profitability. And a really quick story here, I wanted to share this with you uh, just because it's fresh on my mind. Um, this is Ken and Grace, and they live in Lexington, Kentucky. So Lexington, Kentucky is about a 10-hour drive from our office here in central Pennsylvania. Uh, Ken and Grace do not have family here. Harrisburg is not the destination capital of the world, but Ken basically went through this patient experience funnel with us, uh, found a video of me online, uh, you know, ended up reading my material that I had, a couple of reports that I had, uh, had been a 25 plus year sufferer of back pain, um, kind of unique condition, knew that we treated that, it's a pelvic condition, uh, reached out to me, sent me all his MRIs, everything, made the flight from Lexington, Kentucky to Harrisburg, Pennsylvania um, for four days of treatment, 95% better, flew back. A year later, saw him again for two visits, flew back. And then more recently, he drove up with his wife and four daughters. And I ended up treating four of them. By the way, he signed off and I'm allowed to share his story and everything. Um, but uh, anyhow, having said that, so he drove 10 hours one way and I ended up seeing four people in his family. That's what this can do for you. And right now, we will open this up for Q&A. So, Nick, if you can hop on here and uh, read through some of the questions, any questions that we might have, we'll get those answered for you right now. Yep, the first question is from Tom. He asks, how do you recommend scheduling patients to maximize your reimbursement per visit? Okay, so that is a loaded question. Um, we actually do a 90-minute module on that that I'm – I mean, there's no way that I can cover that here for you, but um, really quick compliance. Uh, and we treat in hmm, we treat in teams of a physical therapist, a PTA, and an aide. We use the Pennsylvania State Practice Act, and anything that a PT can do that a PTA or aide cannot do, the PT does. Anything that a PTA can do that an aide can't do legally, PTA does. So basically, the therapist is doing the assessment. And we assess at every visit and doing the more advanced manual therapy techniques. Um, they're discussing a exercise protocol with the PTA and guiding that um, and doing a lot of documentation. PTA is mainly doing exercise progression, neuromuscular re-ed, uh, carrying out any modalities. And the aides are doing everything else. So they're walking patients from our waiting room back to the treatment area and vice versa. They're doing laundry. They're wiping down tables and making sure that equipment's ready for a patient treatment and uh, just making everything run smoothly. So it maximizes the therapist and PTA time in front of the patient. Um, yeah, I mean, we're scheduling about, uh, you know, every 20 minutes, every 15 minutes for a two licensed PT, PTA aid team. Thanks for the question, Tom. Thanks for that. The next question is from Sally. She asked, if someone had a bad experience with PT, how do you handle those patients? Okay. So just like we went over here in the webinar, first thing that you do is you just hear their story. Um, when they say, yeah, I had a bad experience, went down in the basement of the, my orthopedic surgeon, had a PT uh, clinic in his basement, 
okay, I went down there, the therapist, or it wasn't even the therapist, it was the aide, they handed me a sheet of exercises, stuck me in a corner and never checked on me. Um, and I walked out 75 minutes later and never went back. Or I did the exercises and they hurt worse or whatever it was. Um, you just hear it. You don't disparage. Don't talk negatively at that other PT, chiropractor, other clinician. Um, it just, I've never seen it work out well. And you just restate it back to the patient. So what you're saying is you went over to this clinic. Um, they treated you this way. It made your pain worse and you never went back. Yep. Okay. I'm going to make sure that we don't do that here. And you just move on. That's it. You just hear them out, acknowledge and recognize, don't disparage, and then ensure them that that's not going to happen in their plan of care there. That's it. Awesome. Uh, the next question is from Sue. She asks, um, do you know a way to market a specific pair mix such as Anthem or Blue Cross, Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield with your direct marketing campaigns? Uh, the short answer to that is yes. Um, so what you can do is you can take and look at um, the top employers in your area who have that insurance coverage. So you, know, you might have uh, 50 to 100 businesses that only have you know, less than 50 employees that are sub subscribers. You might have one or two big employers in your area that have 10,000 plus employees. That's who you want to get in with, and you can directly market to them. Um, Obviously, there has to be a message there. Um, you can also, um, it, uh, another important consideration point is you can do email if they'll email for you. You can find them on Facebook, typically. Uh, you can also go direct mail, which is my preferred method. Um, or you can contact somebody in their HR department and figure out how to do a captured audience workshop the way that we teach it in Killer Marketing. But yeah, it's very possible to do that and influence the payer mix. We've done it here. Um, we wanted to get away from a payer who is uh, capped at $48 a visit. And we've been able to do that successfully over the time, over time to where they're less than 5% of our total patient population base right now. Good question. Okay. The next question is, from Derek, he asks, um, my biggest struggle is last-minute can cancellations. How do I overcome that? Um, well, first, there's the um, last-minute cancellations. So first, there's the, the personal component of it, which typically what we feel like is it's disrespectful. It's disrespectful of our time. Um, I've heard owners implement, and we go back and forth within the group all the time, on this, um, it is a hot topic, but some people have like a cancellation rate or a cancellation fee. Um, we find that really tough to enforce. And what we do here at MadPT, which has worked out well, is if somebody has multiple cancellations, like three in a four-week period, where they no-show twice, they sign an attendance policy that we go over on day one, and we have the right to um, end their plan of care without like abandoning them or anything like that. So that works out pretty well. Um, I think rather than the cancellation rate, it's what can you do proactively to prevent it from happening? You know, are you doing reminder phone calls, reminder emails, reminder texts based on the patient preference? Um, are you scheduling out the full plan of care, um, which is huge and which is what we do in the seven step killer exam. It gives somebody like a long-term thought process versus like just making it to the next appointment 
like they know where they're going and, and they don't feel like it's going on forever and ever and ever, even though the plan of care is the same length. If they schedule out all eight visits, 12 visits, 20 visits, day one, it gives them a better, uh, healthier outlook on their plan of care. So it's like, think through that. What can you do beforehand um, rather than like trying to react afterwards? If you have all those systems in place beforehand, we just found our, like our attendance rate um, before we had systems in place was 78%. Once we started building systems out and uh, thinking proactively, like how can we prevent this from happening? Uh, we average 92% right now. Yeah, I actually have a sheet right here in front of me, our weekly metrics. And yeah, we've averaged uh, 91, 92% attendance rate, which is great for us in our, our area. So if uh, that was our last question, uh, thank you everybody for being on this uh, webinar. I hope you got a lot out of it. I hope you keep crushing it in private practice and building and implementing systems and march your way to automation. Life really gets fun once you have that in place. So looking forward to working uh, with some of you in uh, not only on your seven-step killer exam, but also working and building uh, other marketing systems as well. Thanks again for being on the webinar and I'll talk with you soon. See ya. Here at the end of the episode, I'll be sharing a link where you can go and take a marketing quiz specific for your private practice. I want to get you that link right now um, because I'm sure that you're curious where your practice is at. So we put together a marketing quiz. Um, so you have a very good sense of how you're doing relative to the rest of the market. And what you can do is go to quiz dot getbreakthrough.com forward slash marketing. And you're going to be able to compare your results, how you're doing in your private practice marketing today with other private practices um, all over the country. So we'll ask you questions. Uh, I'm, I'm going to guess this will take you eight to 10 minutes to go through. There may be uh, 15 to 20 questions in that. We're going to ask about what you're doing across all five marketing channels. And the more brutally honest you are with yourself as you're going through the quiz, um, the the more accurate information you're going to get um, on the tail end. So great quiz. Uh, worked with quite a few marketing experts on this um, and also how we think about it ourselves and marketing our private practice. But in the end, you know, if you can control more than one marketing channel, your practice is going to be safer and more stable, and you're going to get more consistent growth in the end. And that is why we created the quiz. So you can go to that URL. I'll put it in the show notes as well. And you can take the uh, private practice marketing quiz.